This is the Ezra podcast. And it, it, it was a strange weekend for fights. It was a slow week, but it was also a busy week, if that makes sense. And there's, you know, a lot of uh, opinions going around, and everyone has one about what's going on. And a lot of people agree, you know, based on what we saw, but there's some that don't and some that differ. And I'm just going to give you what I saw. I'm going to give you how I really, I think it's pretty easy to see what, what we were seeing, but, you know, it's like uh, I heard Vince Vaughn once say, you got to interpret the interpreter, right? So if someone interprets something, you got to interpret the interpreter at that point. And maybe that's what we have to do. Maybe that's more the problem is who's interpreting what we're seeing. Let's get to one of the, you know, legit fights of the weekend. That was Gabe Flores versus Luis Lopez. Luis Lopez coming off of uh, a pretty good size upset and uh, looking to, you know, get an- gain another one against Gabe Flores, who was in this fight to be pushed to the next level, right? To to show, like, I'm here now. Gabe Flores was, you know, one of the prospects to watch coming up with top rank. And this was supposed to be, you know, just bringing him up the correct way and bringing him up to that next level, getting him ready for maybe a future world title shot. But it didn't work out that way for Gabe Flores. And Gabe Flores has had flaws before. We know that. And he doesn't have great power. And his offense isn't the most... Um, his offense isn't, you know, very dynamic. He relies a lot on just general movement. He's He's got, you know, some similar Shakur Stevenson. But I don't think he has, like, the speed in that one step that Shakur has. Right? And I don't think he has the defense uh as airtight as Shakur has it at times right Shakur you know defense is is more than just like moving out of the way the punches there's so much uh as much as like a, someone throwing combinations is a skill and an ability so it's like being able to defend multiple punches or putting yourself in a position to not get hit and Gabe Flores has it at times when he's facing lower level guys but then as he got to a little higher level he was you started to see he was more hittable and if he was going to be hittable it was going to be you know, it's going to be a tough uh, tough night for him because he doesn't have the offense creativity or ability or explosion, explosion to get in those kind of fights. He kind of needs to rely on being able to move around the ring and not being able to get, not being touched. And Luis Lopez was able to just walk through him and land his big shots. And Luis Lopez's offense, it's, it's not the most beautiful thing to look at. Um, he's got some rolling in him. Definitely, he's uh, definitely stiff, but he's pretty strong, and he constantly comes forward, and he knew that Flores had nothing to hold him back, and when Flores got into a thing where they just had to exchange, it was it was all south for him, and he took some big shots. And going into this week, you know, there was a whole Oscar Valdez situation, where Oscar Valdez uh, fails a Vada test, pisses hot, and... Top rank of the WBC in a very cowardice way put it on the commission to make the decision whether he's going to fight. And they don't make the decision where he gets to keep his belt, or they don't make the decision you know whether he's going to be suspended, or you know uh, from the at least from the WBC or anything like that. They don't make that decision. They just make the decision whether he's going to fight or not. But top rank and B, uh, WBC kind of make it as if the commission is making all the decisions, right? So this commission is a. Uh, it's a commission for the Indian casino that they're fighting at. So, I mean, the commission's not going to give up on a payday 
that that casino needs, right? That casino was banking on. So it was pretty predictable which way that was going to go. And it's a commission, a small commission. The commission doesn't have that many fights at this level, right? At that, at the, at that high level on TV. And from that should have been a warning sign of what we were going to get this weekend. In this fight, which is all around mess. If you go to the fight before it, there's a headbutt. Or I, I don't even know if it was a headbutt. It might have been a punch. And the guy's nose breaks. And the doctor says his nose is not going to stop bleeding. He goes, do you want to let the trainer see if they can stop it? And the guy, the ref explains to him that we can't do that. Right? That he just has to continue. If the bleeding's too much, then we got to stop it. And the, the, the doctor seems like, you know, like he's, you know, just figuring all this out. It's because they're not used to doing this. That's exactly what it is. It's because the commission is inexperienced at what they're doing. So then we get to the Gay Flores fight. And he's taking a beating. And his, his corner probably should have stopped the fight. But they didn't. Um, Pride, um, being in that position, working their way to get to this position just to give it all up. They, they couldn't seem to do it, right? No one could be the adult in the corner. And Gay Flores, all respect to him with the heart that he showed. He, you know, his dad tried to stop in the ninth after he took a big shot and was hurt very badly. And he he said no, I want to keep going. And he he the 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 corner stopped it, but then Gay Floor said no, and then the corner backed away from it. And he, he and it's just the inexperience, right, of the everything going on, right, the refs. Because then in the tenth round he takes another big shot, and they throw in the towel, but the ref never sees it. And this is just it's all showing inexperience, and it's all because of of, of a poor commission that. A lot, you're going to see a lot of these fights go to now because of COVID, because, um, you know, this one was more mostly because that they were trying to get Oscar Valdez in front of some uh, home fans, right? But a lot of times because of COVID, you're seeing things like this where people are in Florida, they're in Texas, they're in wherever the, wherever the hell that was. And this is what happens when you have bad commissions. This is when you have, when you, when you have bad refs, when you have bad judges, we get bad decisions. We get people's uh, health are at risk, right? We get um, just general sloppiness. This is what you're going to get. And the Oscar Valdez being allowed to fight with no discipline, even though it was against all the rules, should have gave us a precursor of what we were going to get this weekend. Gabe Flores as a prospect is definitely stock is diminished greatly after this fight, which is because he lost. Of course, that's going to happen. But there was other things. It wasn't just a loss. It was limitations on his offense. There's nothing to hold people back. And his defense isn't as good as or well put together as what it needs to be for what he brings to the table to win fights. Luis Lopez puts himself in a beautiful opportunity now because he's a... um, especially with top rank, that he, he could get a, le- a legit name, an interesting name, and he's a he's a entertaining fighter. He's not a uh, he's not an uninteresting fighter. He's not a really a boring style. He kind of comes forward, kind of comes to get it. So he put himself in a beautiful opportunity. It's not raw for him. Luis Lopez looked good for t- twice in a row now, two upsets. It's a man that believes in himself. We get to the main event. You got Oscar Valdez versus Robson Concepcion. And in this fight was a lot more competitive uh, than I think of people, than people really thought. Now, I know people were saying, well, this guy's a gold medalist. How could we, you know, just throw him aside? And I think that those people ended up being right. I don't really 
think that logic is that great. So maybe you were right on this one situation. I don't think if you continue that, that you'll be right. Uh, that's a, exactly a correct way to look at fights going forward, right? Just because someone has some kind of medal that they are going to be a world-class fighter and they will always be a world-class fighter. It's not the, not the case here. And I think that the, some of the things that uh, Robson Concepcion lost this fight was because of his Olympic uh, pedigree and how he fought in the amateurs is somewhat similar to how he fights in the pros. But going into this fight with Oscar Valdez, you know, testing positive for PED, he kind of needed a performance that was just kind of pushed out in the background, right? The last thing he needed was to not look good in this fight. The last thing he needed for this fight to be, you know, competitive with him struggling. Because... Because then people are going to say, well, that's why he looked that way. Because he tested positive for PEDs, he wasn't allowed to continue to take it. And this is why he looked good in the Burchout fight. It's because he was on PEDs. But the truth is, and people don't really want the truth. People want the narrative to fit their box. And I'm, I'm noticing this, right? They want... It to fit in the storyline that they want. And you could do that with a lot of things. That's why politics are so hard, right? So politics are so, you're on one side or the other. And no matter what news you get, you put it in the box that you want it. You will twist and turn it to fit the narrative that you need. And the truth is, if Valdez didn't test, test it positive, he did. He broke the rules. Should have been suspended. Should have lost the belt. I stand by that because the rules were there. Another guy was following him, so he should have lost the belt. He should have been stripped. And suspended. But the truth is on what he took. A diuretic that helps him lose weight. It isn't enough to give him an advantage. Unless he tests positive for it in the fight. Which he didn't. He tests positive out of competition. To ruin his legacy. It just isn't. And if he's going to go keep fighting forward and not test positive. Right. And he's going to get wins. I just can't say, oh, his legacy is ruined. I can't do that because I have context, right? And I'm going to call it like I see it. And I just don't think this, now, he should he be taking this? No, under the rules that he was under, no, he should not be taking that. So he should have had the punishment. But in the context of what it does and how effective it is, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't juicing like Barry Bonds here. That's just not the case. Now, we may want to paint the picture like that, but that's just not what it was. But because he had this performance, right, that's only going to fuel the flames. And that's what happened. He did not look good in this performance. And I would think, what you know, Colin Cowherd, what he always says with a, a college football team or NFL team, throw out their worst performance, throw out their best performance, that's who they are. Those other games, that's who they are. And Oscar Valdez, without the Burchell performance, this kind of looked like who he was for the, all the other fights. This is why no one really picked him going into the Burchell fight. And people were like, how did we not pick him? Because this is what he looked like going into it. He, that's exactly. And everything that, where he was putting stuff together in the Burchell fight, where he was a lot more skilled, he had a jab, he was not doing in this fight. Now, you could say that was because of the mental uh, mental struggles he had to go into, go, uh, going with going into this fight, maybe. But it didn't matter. None of that matters, the storyline. The fact is that he tested positive for PEDs. And he had this performance. And that's all anyone's going to think about. And now people are done with him. They, are, they don't think he's a favorite to beat anyone and all that. And that may benefit him 
in the long run with getting fights or whatever. But I do think that we saw Oscar Valdez for who Oscar Valdez really is. And I don't think he's that high level of fighter. And the Burchout performance was amazing. But then maybe Burchout was just the perfect matchup for him. Throw out his best performance, throw out his worst performance. That's who he is. And I think we know who Burchout is. I think we knew who he was going into that. I mean, not Burchout, Valdez is. I think we knew who he was going into that Burchout fight. He just had a great day that day. Had the right matchup. Whatever you want to call it. But he did test clean for that fight. He didn't. Te- he didn't test dirty for that fight. So we can't throw out that fight. But going forward, I think we know who Valdez is, and it was more this fight than it was a Burchell fight. As far as the robbery or the judging, you know, the the judging wasn't great. Um, Robson had to blame himself though for letting his foot off the brake, and I think, like I said, that's because of that's what he is. He's a he's an amateur uh, style. Right, which is really affecting the amateurs, but in the pros is not really. Judges don't really uh, reward it, and he took a lot of rounds off where I thought that they were very pivotal points. He wasn't in the big enough lead to take this many rounds off and to let Oscar Valdez just work. I didn't think so. Now I thought the fight was a lot closer than you know one of the judges who apologized today had it, and I don't get when you know I haven't read his statement, but what is he apologizing for? Is he apologizing because? He was way off and he had another guy winning. Is he apologizing because it was so wide? I don't know what that means. So I had to look into that because that's weird to me. But that being said, I could see this fight going either way. I'm all right with Oscar Valdez winning it. I'm a bit all right if Robson won it, honestly. It was that close. And people don't want to make it like it was that close. It was that close. I just think Robson really hurt himself by taking rounds off and slowing down. Other fights that happened, it was a it was a it was a it was a prospect. Not the big name prospect, but it was a prospect night. And yet Tony Yoka, who's an interesting heavyweight prospect that Top Rank has, uh, you know, hit away in uh, Europe. He fought Peter Milas. And Tony Yoka, I, I just don't see a lot of growth from him. I think that he's a, a decent fighter, but I don't really see him as a world class level. If you told me that he had once did like kickboxing and he was a kickboxer turned pro, uh, pro boxer... I could see that. He does a lot of things like that. He looks really stiff. Um, if he gets his offense going, he gets flowing. He's a lot better. He has, you know, some athleticism. He's, he, he's got a, a, he's tall. He's long. He looks strong. You know, he's he's got, like, attributes that right, but just where the style is, I just can't see him ever, he's never really going to that next step, right, that you would need to see. I definitely, my stock is definitely, uh, Stock, I think, is definitely dropped on him. I think people have sold their stock on him. And I'm starting to see that it's just, it's not that next step. And I think that he really needs a, they need to really up his opponents. I think that's the only way that he's either going to get to that level or he's going to fall apart. But I think they really need to see what they have here now. And I think that by what they're doing with him, with just the guys that he's going to beat, and he's kind of just like in there getting rounds, I just don't, I really think we're beyond the point of that being healthy for his career and him going forward. We also had Philip. Urgovic versus Marco Ranonovic. And another prospect coming up, turning to contender um, in uh, Philip. You know, he was supposed to fight Michael Hunter, which would have been a pretty pretty good fight. Um, I, I definitely also as well think that he is 
not exactly getting to the level that I imagined for him. And I was a lot higher on him than I was in Yoka. He just, he's just not, there. he's not getting there. He's definitely just not getting there. And I think it's because the level of competition is just too low. And I think you have to kind of figure out what you have here and really challenge him to get to that level. Because he doesn't have it now and he's overly confident. And now he's just lunging shots, looking for KOs. And I, I, I just think that we're, they're really hurting his development. And it was the same way with Yoka. I think uh, Philip Orgovic is definitely higher to me than Yoka is with the ability and the skill where he's at. But both are in a similar spot where they're being overly protective of him. Overly slowly need to start bringing him up a little bit faster. And seeing what they have because sometimes you just stay in the certain spot and it just starts, like I said, diminishes. It diminishes. It's not... It doesn't just stay there. It's either getting better or getting worse. And he, they're starting to get worse. And they're starting to get bad habits. So let's get to Saturday. And Saturday we had a trailer card. And... Triller, you ever watch Ultimate Knockouts, like the old UFC Ultimate Knockouts? That's what you feel like when you walk away from a Triller card. And it's not because you're seeing devastating knockouts, which we did have to actually see a devastating knockout, but it's not because you're seeing that. It's just because... I remember one time we went to uh, Six Flags with my cousins, and it happened to rain that day. Like, it rained a little bit. So I think, you know, people didn't... People weren't, uh, you know, excited to go to Six Flags that day. It just was empty. So we were just able to go on ride after ride after ride. Like, we just, no line. And even at one point, the guy was like, you guys just want to stay on? And we were just like, yeah. And we just won again. And my cousin was like, at one point, he was like, I'm not, I'm going to skip this one. And I remember we were like, I was like, why? What's up? And he goes, I don't think we're meant to get on the rides this fast. Like, you're meant to, the line serves a purpose to give you some space in between the, the rides. I never thought about that. And then when he told me that, I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But now that I think about it, I'm like, that might be genius, right? And that's why the ultimate knockouts is, is sometimes it's too much because you're like, I kind of want to work my way to this, right? It's like watching a movie with just, it's like watching a thing that says like every surprise ending ever in a movie, we're going to give it to you, just a surprise ending clip. And you just watch it and you're like, this kind of loses purpose because the movie needs to build to it. Well, Triller, it just gives you, you feel like that when you walk away from this. It, it gives you, when you have this the circus act, right? Usually it would be like Butterbean, or the Jake Paul situation, right? And the, the thing is that Jake Paul's smarter than anyone running Triller or the, whoever's managing Jake Paul or managing his career, whatever. I don't, I'm not going to say it's just Jake Paul. I'm sure there's other people there. But they're, Jake Paul's at least smart to have them there, right? Is that one thing that they understand, and I think they got it pretty quick, and they learned from the Ben Askren situation, is if you're going to have a circus act, right, or a celebrity fight or whatever you want to call it, and this is exactly when I was, when Conor McGregor was going to fight Floyd Mayweather. And they said, uh, you know, they were supposed to put David Hay versus, you know, an MMA fighter. It was supposed to, they wanted to do it. Like, there was a, a few ideas like that. And you couldn't do that because as soon as they did that and a boxer knocked out the MMA fighter, it ruined the night because you would lose expectations for Conor going forward. What you wanted was to get to the main event and not know what was going to happen. And let your expectations build. You can't reveal, you know, if in the sixth sense, someone else revealed to be dead right, they thought that they were alive, that would ruin the ending later on. You wouldn't want to do that. So when you have a celebrity fight like Jake Paul, he puts a bunch of legit fights below him, right? That's what he just did. That was a recent strategy. It's smart. Because you don't want to 
you want people to forget that they're gonna what the celebrity fight's gonna look like. You don't want to remember like, oh yeah, that's right, they're not that skilled. No, you want the expectations to build so by the time they get there, and then they see it, it's already it's all right. It was worth it. The expectation part was worth it. But when Triller does it, he just throw a circus actor at you, and it's it's fine in one little segment of a card, but the whole card is that. And when you had David Hay go out there and just literally spar a friend of his, right? Already, you're already like in a slump because you know that this is what you're getting. You already see the product; they revealed itself too early. Then they give you a legit boxing fight, but it's not big enough names. It's not uh, really no storyline behind. It. It's just like, hey, these guys can fight. So there's you're like, okay, they're using the actual fight as the filler, as the palate cleanser, and then they go to Tito Anderson. And Tito, who is basically in the same boat as Evander. So the thing is, we look at age as the only determining factor. right? And people would say, you know, you know, Floyd Mayweather was actually, you know, way past his prime when he was like 37. It's like, no, he wasn't. That's why he was so special. Is his prime was lasted so long and he was getting smarter. So that's not true, right? Bernard Hawkins at like, 38 40 was still very dangerous his prime wasn't done he's that not everyone is judged on the same scale and tito ortiz might be a lot younger than evander but he is about this you know only a, f- a few years away like on boxing years from evander on what he has left and what his body can handle and where his mind is at and his reactions he is not far off that but because no one really likes tito and tito's kind of a joke on twitter and he's kind of a joke on the internet and his opinions are really dumb and he did that huntington beach fiasco where he ran for a council people don't mind him getting knocked out and there was no sympathy for it and it was a lot of laughs but the truth is is that you saw a person that has nothing left no chin no reflexes, no speed, no athleticism, no stability in his body, no probably stability in his mind, and he got knocked out, and it was brutal because not really about Anderson's skill, it was just about Tito had nothing left in his body. And I think that that kind of was brushing under the rug just because it's Tito Ortiz and people love Anderson so much. And that's unfortunate. And I, I thought Anderson, you know, he's good, I like Anderson. He's old man too, but it's not what he. It's not that what he did was like, oh wow, it's just such a high level of skill. No, he just punched a punching bag. That the punching bag screw was loose, and it was gonna fall the next guy that touched it. I one time was hitting a punching bag, and you know the punching bag had probably been hit for you know years, and I hit it and it hit the ground, and I remember the guy was like amazed, right? But I knew that like no, it was just gonna come down eventually that's what happened the bag just came down because the screws were loose and that's what happened to tito and when we got to the vander fight everything had been shown already there was you know the only thing that they had was like well this guy's a legit uh was one of the best boxers in the world 20 years 30 years ago 40 years ago And that was like the last, like, you know, so let's see how this plays out. But I already knew. You saw it from the, the bag. You saw it from Tito fight. You saw it from any t- other time we've seen this. I was like, he's not going to be able to stand. He's going to be slow. He's not going to have balance. And all Vitor had to do was just 
have balance. All you had to do was be 44. And Evander was 58. That's all we learned from this. And it would if you took anything from it, well, you're a fool. That's the honest truth. If you thought you learned something from fighting from that fight, you need to regroup. You need to refresh. You need to reset. Because there was nothing to learn from this. And it was an embarrassment. And Vitor at the end calling out Jake Paul and the the owner of Triller looked like was hammered and throwing out money and deals that you know negotiating with himself at one point. He said twenty five million. No, no, we're gonna do thirty million. It's like who are you negotiating with? This does in the takes the weirdest takes are like oh this is where boxing's at. How is boxing here? Is Earl Spence and Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, Canelo not a thing? Boxing's not here. How much people do you think were watching this fight? Why does boxing get in trouble? Why does box? Why is boxing in trouble for a bad promotion, a bad idea? Where there was tough man competitions. Before, you remember tough man competitions? They were on TV. Local drunks of the town fight each other. How come no one was like, ah, oh, it's a bad thing for boxing? You know, there was a whites-only baseball league. And I'm not talking about in the 1910, 1920. I'm talking about in the year 2000, there was a whites-only baseball league. Did people say, oh, baseball's in trouble? Baseball's dead? No, you can't control offshoot sports. It's a sport. It's a living, breathing thing. Now, if... Showtime Boxing did this, or DAZN, or ESPN did this, then you could say something and be like, well, look at, you know, but they're not, okay? And yes, Showtime has Jake Paul, but Jake Paul legitimately fights guys that are still able to fight, that just got out the UFC, and he legitimately trains. And these are legitimate athletes at this point, right? These are legitimate athletes. They are not six-year-old fighters that can barely carry a sentence. And I don't really have... And I don't even mean to insult Evander because I didn't even think Evander looked bad. I thought Evander, right, where people are like, I hope, you know, I don't look like this one. You hope you don't look that ripped as Evander does? I don't understand. Evander was all right. He's just 58. That's all that happened. And that's it. And I hope he got paid because he really didn't even get hit. And they were just very cautious because they didn't want a bad thing to happen. The commission was very worried and concerned. And that, that's, that, that is what it is. But the, you know, the, the, oh, what a disaster and people and all these things. Yes and no. Because those people don't remember that Larry Holmes won the old man belt in, in, in the 2000s. They don't remember that. This isn't anything new. It's just more readily available. Just bigger deals because we have Twitter, we have Instagram, make us spread faster. And you have these bad commissions that, you know, approve Evander. It's, you know, we got to start blaming the, the, the boxing for going to these commissions, to go into these states, allowing the fights. There shouldn't be fights in Florida. The, commissions is, the commission isn't built for it. There shouldn't be fights in, um, what the hell, the, the, you know, these, uh, these casinos, these small casinos, if they don't have a commission, a legit commission that is able to handle these type of fights. But this is what we have right now. And that's what happened in that fight. And there was nothing to take from it. 
the whole night. There was nothing you could scrap it. It wasn't worth anything. And it didn't hurt boxing because it, how do you hurt something? Like, I don't understand. How does it hurt boxing? How much people do you think actually watch that? How much people do you think? Do you think that was bringing in 5 million views? It wasn't even bringing in a mil. It wasn't even bringing in a half mil. The, you know, the sport, it's a sport. There was slam ball at one point. You know what I mean? It's just a sport. Any, the, they, they hand out these um, promotion deals to anyone. The promoter contract to anyone. I just truly don't understand how this is shows where boxing is. Boxing is in a good spot. It's on network TV. It's on. It has its own streaming service. It's on ESPN. Box is in a good spot. It has fights every weekend, legitimate ones. If you want to watch legitimate ones, go watch them. But if you only come for the sideshows and you think that that somehow talks about where boxing's at, you're incorrect. Because that's not even the most viewed thing in boxing. It's not even close. This has been the Ezra Podcast.